It's the Report Report. Today on the show, we will be reviewing Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb and Sidewalk Chalk Drawings. Stay tuned. Four years ago, I attended the Oneonta Pop Music Camp. For a week, the five or six other attendees and I played rock and blues songs and then performed them at the end of the week. Before this camp, I had almost no interest in listening to this music. I played classical piano and was a pompous weirdo. I had long hair. There is no question as to which song was my favorite. Sure, I liked Tuesday's Gone and Like a Rolling Stone, but Comfortably Numb was what caused my renaissance into music. Now, I'm not a druggie or a psycho. I don't know why Pink Floyd connects with me. My father didn't die in World War I, causing me to eventually spiral into drugs and rock and psychedelicness. Just like in the song, I cannot put my finger on it. So I liked Comfortably Numb. In my dark past, I had known every word to All Star. I liked the music my parents played, Dave Matthews, Paul Simon, even some Pink Floyd. But at some point I had rejected that. Not consciously. But I didn't find music that I liked, nor did I listen much at all. For some reason it felt like stooping low. I thought I was too good for modern music, when the opposite was true. After I found Pink Floyd again, I started asking what the music was on the radio. Asking to hear music. Asking to turn on the radio, even though my dad was sick of the songs he heard in high school. But back to Comfortably Numb. Being numb doesn't sound like an ideal state of being. The great figures of the world don't spend their time passed out in a chair. But I think that being numb is actually a useful tool, a needed skill of life. If I cared about everything that happened, I would never have time to pick my fights. Numbness is a shield to hide behind when the going is rough. Numbness can, well, make us more comfortable. Comfortably Numb is not a meaningful song to me because of the music, though I think it's great, but because it speaks to an aspect of my philosophy. We cannot fight every battle. We cannot even pick. Numbness softens the harsh reality of the world. And also gave us one of the greatest songs of all time. Life is a fight between wanting to hold on and needing to let go. Standing with your heels on the edge of the cliff, you lean back into the harness, trusting the rope against all instinct, and execute a slow tumble into the abyss. Once the rope takes your weight, you feel the return of control. You ride it all the way down to the solid ground below. The control feels good, but it is an illusion. 
To make any progress, you must fall. Walking is nothing but a series of trust falls. Trust yourself and you can take a step. Hold to your safe position and you will never get anywhere. Ultimately, of course, you can't hold on. No position is safe. You are forced to abandon everything. But in the meantime, you can't let that knowledge paralyze you. So repelling is good practice. Also good practice is making things that will disappear. So much disappears all of the time that it is good to get used to it. It is good to remind yourself that things which disappear still have value. That is why I like to sit outside on a city street and paint the sidewalk pavers with colored chalk. For years in my 20s, I spent my weekends decorating Manhattan with a box of Crayolas, not the giant children's chalks, but thinner, softer sticks that came 24 colors to a box. Rich, deep, velvety blues and greens, vibrant reds and oranges, yellows shading into brown, Also, one white and one black in each box. The most used colors were the rarest. I would come into the lab where I worked on Mondays with my hands stained like rainbows. By Friday, after hours of cleaning glassware with acetone, only the tips of my thumb and index finger were still dark. When you sit down on the sidewalk, already you are disobeying. Right there in the word is the instruction, walk. But the chalk gives a purpose and therefore a permission. Let your fingers do the walking. Still, one feels a bit naked and transgressive, especially before the picture starts to take shape. Legs and feet pass over you, suggesting a moving forest. They cast shadows that stick, then stretch away into nothing. An empty paver is not exactly a blank canvas, and I prefer to come to it without a plan. The paver has a color and a texture of its own. It has a certain shape, and it has neighbors with their own qualities. Sometimes there are cracks. First out of the box is some light yellow, barely visible in the bright sun. With it, I lay down a quick sketch, a response to the features of the concrete. Sometimes it is a geometric design, sometimes wild animals crawling about a mandela, or robe figures climbing curved ladders up a ziggurat. Maybe today I feel like fish schooling at the bottom of the ocean. Whatever, I just begin to draw. This will not be here forever. It's just for today. Tomorrow's forecast may be rain. Hey, buddy, it's gonna R-A-I-N, you know? You got something to spray that with so it stays? A finger pointed alarmingly at the sky or just a glance up. But the child passing stops. The mother continues on till her arm begins to stretch, a rope against a set anchor. Are those birds? I hold out a stick of chalk, and a new artist joins me, sitting. In this way, I gather partners, co-creators. Everyone is different. Some want instruction. Is that A fox? What color should it be? Why is it wearing glasses? Some elaborate my sketches, bringing their own sense of color to my design. Some add new figures, enlarging the picture world. Some draw as if they had their own blank canvas, lines crossing and ignoring mine with abandon. 
Almost always, it is the children who join me, the parents fidgeting to one side, offering scolds and direction, though occasionally an adult will take up the chalk and play. And play is what it is all about, play that breaks the expected uses of urban space, play that stops the swirl of time, play that brings strangers together, community. This is the thing created with art that washes away. My friend Stan was the leader of a project to rebuild an old bridge at a music and dance camp. Kate, Renee, and I volunteered to help. We had already attended many week-long camps at the center, but this time was different. All day, we cut wooden supports, pulled nails from old boards, and toted materials between the worksite and the shop. All the while, we chatted and enjoyed the camaraderie of working together. Being the latest in a long line of volunteers who had helped for a day or two with the bridge, we of course made mistakes. The work was slow and inefficient. A small crew with construction experience could have done the whole job more effectively in a few days. But as Stan reminded us, the purpose of this bridge was not to get people across the water as soon as possible. Rather, its main function was to connect volunteers to each other and to the place. Stan wasn't building a bridge, he was building community. Sidewalk chalking is the same way, because by its nature it is ephemeral, it cannot be about a product. Instead, it is about trusting, responding, sharing, learning, playing, and building bridges, all the things that really matter in life. Thanks for tuning in to the Report Report. We hope you join us next time.